I am your host, Kevin Drake, and you're listening to Sports Matters and sitting across from me, my partner in crime. Happy Fourth of July. Yes. Any big plans for the fourth for you? Sleep. Yep, that's a good thing to do. I think that's the go-to move. The go-to move? Spark up the old grill, huh? Oh, yeah. That's the plan. Unless you're other people, then you're going to the beach, especially Newport Beach. Oh, just like... It's a madhouse. Block party after block party. It's it's crazy. It's fun if you haven't done it before or if you have a place to go to or cruise around on your bike. It's definitely a sight to see. There's so much going on. We've got the World Cup right now. they got the last few teams battling out. you got Sweden, Sweden and Switzerland yes. right now, 0-0, halftime. It's actually moved into the 47th minute, so second okay. half is underway. You've got the tracker, I guess. I got it right here. Also, Wimbledon's going, and Rafael Nadal, he's up two sets already on Sela. Federer's already swept his first round. World Cup. Matt, you've been doing pretty good with your predictions there on your chart. Yeah, not bad. Thanks to Mr. Armin uh, Altababa joining us last week giving us some really good insight i feel like i'm much more educated now about the world cup but i have to say this has just been so exciting did you get a chance to watch the brazil mexico match? i did i did get to watch part of it um a lot of counter-attacking between both the teams uh i think mexico's style is that they're very offensively minded that uh on the back end the defense kind of you know they don't help out ochoa as much for l tree to get to the round of 16 in the group that they had considering you had to go through the likes of germany and sweden that's yeah. pretty impressive in itself absolutely that was a big win beating germany and but i have to say brazil was definitely the better team in the second half it just seemed like mexico attacked and attacked in the beginning of the game they had some opportunities they just couldn't score any goals like you said they were offensive minded but coming to second half brazil took advantage of that and that Neymar though I'm going to give him an Oscar because he's just such a great actor him uh, laying around I don't know if he was in pain I don't know what he was doing but it, it seemed like he was really he he had the referees in his pocket and I could see the Mexico's coach was getting really frustrated with that but even I as a fan watching because it's like come on man you're not in that much pain who, who am I to say if he doesn't play the next game, he was in that much pain. If he doesn't, then... You know he's playing. You know he's going to play. So he's clearly not that hurt. Well, that's just kind of like, you know, flopping in the NBA. This is kind of what they have in the, the World Cup of Soccer. Well, in terms of um, Mexico versus Brazil, Brazil is just the more talented team. And they are. Um, you kind of... That talent wears you down. If Mexico would have gotten an early goal, go... Um, up 1-0 early. They probably would have parked the bus. They would have thrown in the defense and just been like, all right, we're going to have literally six defenders or more. Because you're right, that back line was suffering. There wasn't much of a back line, especially when they had that late turnover late in the game. Yeah. Uh, it was right around the 80th minute or so, and, and that was it. That sealed their fate. They got that second goal, Brazil, and their defense was superb in that second half. It was, it was pretty superb. I think, in general, Mexico played the best game that they could have. They just didn't capitalize on the opportunities that they got. We got to see very good Carlos Vela from LAFC. I thought he played fantastic. The offensive front had really great games in general during this World Cup for Mexico. Chicharito had a couple goals in one game, and then you had Carlos Vela. To me, you look at what Mexico did, and you have to be kind of proud. Sure. That's something that you can build upon, but the next crop of Mexican talent is going to be amazing. Sure, the there'll be a changeover. You know, Next up for them will be the America's Cup, so that'll be the next international competition like this how about another big big upset on sunday who'd have thought that spain would lose to russia in penalty kicks i mean anything it can happen match anything can happen when it comes to 
penalty kicks. I think Spain going into this tournament had a lot of things that were going against them. You had losing your coach in the very beginning. Are we going to go with some of the younger talent? Their sun is setting. You got a lot of people who are up there in terms of mileage. And Russia took advantage of that. Russia. Spain had some opportunities, and especially even the extra overtime period. Mm-hmm. They were really going at each other. It was some great goalkeeping on both sides, I have to say. There were yeah. some great saves. Ultimately, in the end, that's why you play the game. Russia was just that a little bit better that day. And Croatia sneaks past Denmark. The first two goals in the game were literally in the first three minutes. Right. It's just like a boat race from there, and then it ends up going to PKs. It was a slugfest. They were just really battling each other. That's the thing about you're on this stage in the World Cup and the best players in the world from each country, and they're going at it. It's just the excitement. It was up and down, up and down. It just, like you said, Matt, like you had a couple quick goals scored, then, then it was just nothing for a good hour and a half. I know. It was what made the game so exciting. But I tell you what, it was great goalkeeping on both sides. But I have to give up to the Croatia goalkeeper. He just was on fire, especially on the penalty kicks. To block three penalty kicks, that's pretty astounding. Subatic, he's a very good goalkeeper. But uh, Croatia, their whole team revolves around their midfield. They got some pretty good strikers in Mario Mandzukic and Pulasic. You look at who Croatia has on paper and you think that's a pretty good soccer team. Luka Modric, Real Madrid. You got Ivan Rakitic, Barcelona, Mario Mandzukic. That's not a bad soccer team. And so I I think Croatia is a team that we're going to follow pretty good around in this tournament. I agree with you. It's not like they don't have these overpowering strikers like a Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, but they're more balanced. They're more of this solid team that can move the ball around, and they have a great goalkeeper. Kind of reminds me of the Golden State Warriors, so to speak. Well, Just very well balanced. That is a different story in itself. Well, don't worry. We're going to dive into that later. What a great upset, though, for Russia. So now Russia versus Croatia. So that's going to be a monster of a game. And then your team, Belgium, because we didn't touch on the other side. We know Brazil has advanced, and that's who they're going to be playing next is Belgium. And that was a nice win for Belgium over the weekend. Yeah, when you come back from behind, the, the only problem is, is you were playing Japan. This It's a team that you're far superior to. Japan played the perfect game. They and did. It, if it wasn't for Lukaku coming, coming down with that big goal and a couple of defensive scores, scores which you don't really see that often for belgium playing brazil it'll be interesting it's kind of like a contrasting kind of styles belgium's more about the power they got a couple finesse guys for brazil it's about the counter attack and that's going to be an interesting game you're going to see two different styles of soccer that are going to be going up against each other to me i love this belgium team to begin with that's brazil. your team you got them picked all the way i got them picked all the way <laughs> i mean that's who I'm riding with. Brazil's very talented, but they're going to come That's going to be a great game, though. Yeah. It really is. And it all depends on if uh, Neymar gets those officials on his side again with all his play acting. I mean, he was being really overdramatic, you know, against Mexico. And it felt like some of the Mexican players wanted to call his bluff and just whop him once. <laughs> yeah. He's still a great player, and like you said, they have a great team. So that's gonna—that's what's so great about the World Cup, because now we're getting down to the final eight teams here, and that's going to be a monster of a game too, Brazil versus Belgium. And then up above that, what about Uruguay versus France? Uruguay took out Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal, where France took out Lionel Messi and Argentina. 
Yeah, France is far superior. I am really high on Mr. Mbappe, the 19-year-old kid who was supposed to be France's version of Pele. Scored two quick goals in the 64th and the 65th minute. Retook control of that game. That's just astounding. It's tough to score goals in these World Cups, but to score two goals within a minute apart and to give your team that nice two-goal lead and take control of the match. And like you said, Matt, and then they parked the bus and they just held it, you know, for that 4-2 to two, and it became 4-3, to three, but they were able to stave off any comeback that Argentina had. In terms of France, they are extremely talented. You got Anton Griezmann up front, and then you got Guillermo Mbappe. Him come through as a teenager and teens are important too. For France, it sums down to the defense for them. I think they have a very good defensive four. They've got an amazing midfield. they got an amazing attack. But what about the defense? Playing Uruguay. Uruguay, besides the fact of Luis Suarez and Edison Calvani and their star power and their stingy backline, it's going to be a game where it's going to be very low scoring. It's not going to be like the one where we just saw right. France play, where it was a 4-3. It's going to be a game. Could be a 2-1 or even a 1-0. Who knows? It's going to be a grinded-out kind of game. You're right. That's one of France's weaknesses, their back line or their defense. However, they do have such a great attack. So going up against Uruguay's bread and butter is more of a tough defensive back line. So, yeah, something's going to give there. But I I think France is the more well-balanced. But then you throw in the X factor, Mbappe, who can score just about any time, anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, the only team that has been shut out in the World Cup's so far than France. Wasn't that that was a zero zero tie. It's a zero zero but, tie. Uh, and that at that game though, they already had a clinch, so they really weren't trying to win that game. You know what I mean? It was more or less Yeah. It but, was kind of disappointing that that was the one disappointing match because those two teams didn't even need a win because they're already advanced. Yeah, but at the same time, you still want to score. Absolutely. It's not like they were playing scrubs. You also want to have that better seating, but it doesn't matter now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. They are very talented on offense, and they have a very good goal scorers on their team. But let's, let's you know, not shoot the moon here kind of thing. Think that they're going to put up five goals on Uruguay. No, no. But it's going to be a game where it's, it's going to be a low scoring. It's going to be a great game, and it's going to be fun to watch. And now the quarters don't start up until Friday. So today would be the last couple of matches, so we get a break. But Wimbledon will be going on because Wimbledon doesn't take a break. That goes on for two weeks. They're going to kind of stretch it out. So then you have your semis alternate days next week, and then the third place game on Saturday morning, and then the finals game on Sunday morning, a week from this Sunday. That's what makes it so good about the World Cup. We want to savor this. Because so far, have you been impressed by this World Cup? It's been very, very exciting to watch. I have been impressed by it. It's been World Cup of upsets. We're seeing teams that haven't been the soccer powers coming through and beating these big global giants. True. And some of these athletes are more seasoned or kind of up there in age. And we're seeing the younger crop coming in and raising their game to another level and taking out some of those guys. That meaning, you know, Lionel Messi's team and Cristiano Ronaldo's team. Valiant effort by both those teams, but... It came up short. And then the other matchup, England and Colombia. And I think you and I, we picked England. Yep. I mean, there's no reason for me to think that England isn't a dominant team after what I've seen from them. Colombia is sneaky good. They got some really good, talented players. So, James Rodriguez and Falcao. And you go with Cordado. 
If they're on, they could easily pull off the victory. They could. I think this English team is very talented. I think they're better than what we think they are. This English team, they got some really fast wings. Raheem Sterling is very fast. They got the best goal scorer. But you know what else England has? They have one little X factor that you and I haven't even mentioned. Their little good luck charm. Kenny Jones. <laughs> Kenny Jones, if you're out there, we hope you're doing well. We're rooting for your English team, at least to get to the quarterfinals there. Hope you're doing well, Mr. Jones. Yeah, we'll have to have him back and let him talk about yeah, English Yeah, we got could have been a great guest today, but I don't think he was in town. I'm not sure. We need some of that British blood in here. We're going to move on, what, to the NBA? Because there's just been so much changes in the NBA. Obviously, LeBron James signed with the Lakers. Everybody knows that. I mean, they're not going to win a championship now next year but it's crazy how they're putting this roster together they snagged JaVale McGee on a one-year contract they re-signed Kentavious Caldwell Pope on a one-year contract they just signed Rondo on a one-year contract and most notably (laughs) I'm laughing because they just signed Lance Stevenson to a one-year contract you know the man that whispered sweet nothings in LeBron's ear back in uh, 2010 11 around that time (laughs) we'll see I wonder um, if they're going to have lockers right next to each other. I don't know. I think LeBron's happy that he's on his team and that he can go bug other people like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. How much more powerful this Western Conference is, and it just keeps getting stronger by the minute. I mean, you, you look up and you see the live update. Oh, wow. DeMarcus Cousins has agreed to sign with the Warriors. Yeah, Five All-Stars? Now, he's not healthy yet. He's he not, probably... No, he won't be back until December, January range. But projection, if you're the Warriors, you don't need him then. Well, they can win without him, but just imagine with him in the game as opposed to some of these other big guys that they were using Jordan Bell or even when they go small ball and they just have AI in there Andre Iguodala and well, have Draymond Green playing the center position I think that's when they're the most lethal because they're so much more offensively I mean, powerful but then they can switch in, ter- in terms of the Warriors getting Boogie Cousins it's a risk but with a high reward so when you look at it this is not for them to win in the beginning of the season not by any stretch. He was an all-star last year. He was voted to the all-star game before yes. he tore his Achilles heel. And you're getting him for $5 million when all-star players cost max contracts. True. And also, DeMarcus proved his last stint with New Orleans Pelicans, he really proved that he can be a team player. However, New Orleans was much better without him because it's just a style of play that they play. And I think they got the key X factor. They snagged Julius Randle. But Younger, I- more athletic. Athletic, but get back to DeMarcus Cousins. For DeMarcus Cousins, he has really no risk. They don't need to play him. The Warriors needed a center. DeMarcus Cousins needed a team that was going to give him a contract because the Lakers didn't reach out to him. Who's going to give him four-year deal with his Achilles heel? This gives him the opportunity to not have such a heavy usage. Right, and then the Warriors could take their time getting him back. And another yeah. good thing, he could be sitting on a bench right next to Steve Kerr and just getting a good earful, really learning a lot about the game in a sense of it helps them for this season but long term it doesn't sustain their winning like Kevin Durant did but at the same time Kevin Durant was the one that got this deal done Sweden just scored goal in the 68th minute sorry (laughs) update update who scored for Sweden Emil Fosberg 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 in terms of DeMarcus Cousins, I think that's what we were talking about. This game's yeah. not far from being over. Switzerland's a good team. DeMarcus Cousins, it's a, it's really for the Warriors. 
he's never been on a winning team. No, it's going to be a great experience for him because it allows him to recover from his injury. They can slowly work him back in. He's not going to be the feature guy in the offense. The Warriors can win without him. I mean, they have been winning without him. It's just nice to add a piece like that to the team. It just makes him a little bit richer. And if they want to play a different style game than DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, he could hit those three-pointers as well. But he's that big body down low that he's not going to allow other teams to drive in and get layups. He's really going to clog up the paint, grab the rebounds. I mean, he works really hard down low. So it's just a matter of getting him back up to speed. But it's just it's a great get for the Warriors. A great get for the I Warriors. Think that I think arguably... it's going to, like you say, it's going to benefit both. And for Demarcus, in the long run, whoever decides to sign him after the fact, it, we'll see when we get there. But for this next season upcoming, you can make a, the argument that LeBron was the biggest splash in the postseason or in the postseason moves can also make the boogie argument we have a lot more time you can make the argument for paul george too true let's talk about the thunder so paul george re-ups with the thunder that's a big you know move who else for them? just joined them was nerland's noel that's i think a, that's going to be a really nice fit that's an athlete they need athletic bodies yes um, i think nerland's noel is a is a guy that has been very frustrated by a few different things like lack of playing time what the thunder are doing is they're building a good team but you look you got the warriors you got the rockets you got the Thunder, and now the Lakers. You know, so you got four just really well, you know, you, powerhouse teams. It's just the when West you think is about the getting... powerhouse teams. Yeah. Okay, the Rockets were the best team last season, besides the Warriors. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that was the it was one and two, and then the Rockets just lost Trevor Trevor Ariza, so they took a big step back. So this disparity between one and two is it's massive now in the Western Conference and I the Western say massive, Conference. But there's definitely a disparity. Who, who's the number two team? I still say the Rockets are the number two team. They just lost Trevor Ariza, but they can find another athletic guy to replace. Trevor Ariza was a they part of the Clint core. Capella. Trevor Ariza was the fifth best player on that team. Yeah, the fifth best. And you player, can make you can make first best player. You can make the argument that he was the fifth or the fourth. And in basketball, is a team sport, am I right? You lose a starting player, does that affect your team? Yeah, you get someone younger. It doesn't matter if it's the yeah. first or the yeah. fifth. It's You're losing a starting player. They got significantly it's worse. It's not like they lost James Harden or Chris Paul. They lost Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza was good. He did I mean, really well for them. He that, was a good That's player. a substantial loss well, for them. it's a shocker that he went to the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are going to be good, but that's besides the point. Like, that's a huge loss for them. And they're probably going to lose Clint Capella, too. Because where, do they, think, where do you think Clint Capella is going to go? I don't. I know the Lakers I, made an offer on him. Yeah, they did make an but offer. he's a restricted free agent. Yeah, I so, think that's part of the reason why they let Trevor go, so they can try to keep Clint Capella. They have to keep Clint Capella. Well, if you're going to lose Trevor Ariza, you need to keep Clint Capella. I mean, Trevor Ariza was wanting... Nine million. I, I mean, how, the problem is with the Rockets is you have so much backloaded on your bench in terms of cap space that well, they're twenty-seven mil over the salary cap right. already. And you you signed Chris Paul to a lucrative contract, by the way. They're paying long term for someone that they shouldn't be paying long term for. They should have just signed him to a one and one and just moved on with it because Chris Paul is wanting so much money to stay and he's a businessman the Rockets can't get anyone else and in the, the arms race in the NBA the Warriors just added another all-star what have the Rockets added well the Rockets you know they still got free agency they could still add some uh, veteran minimum type players when Boogie went to the Warriors the gap from one to two 
widened substantially. Yeah, it's widened some, but other teams are getting stronger too. Like the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think has gotten a lot stronger to the to the point where the Warriors have gotten stronger. The Lakers go from a 35 win team probably to a 45 to 50 win team next year. But you know the Lakers aren't done yet. This trade still could go down with Kawhi Leonard. So this the, disparity that you're talking about, I don't think look, is as big as look, like, you're, you're even, saying it is. Even if you add Kawhi Leonard, how many All Stars do the Lakers have? They'll have two. How many do the Warriors? have five okay but basketball's a team sport you're right and they have five all-stars i mean come on obviously the four all-stars play really well together but can the fifth all-star get in there and play well as a team and be able to do less except the fact that is we've seen the warriors do different lineups with the all-stars that they get the combinations that steve kirk can play now are unfathomable you can go small ball you can go big ball you can go eight different ways i'm looking at the lakers roster i'm thinking like what's going to be their starting lineup because right now they've these four free agents they sign, other than LeBron James, they're bench the one players. guy they re-signed. They're all on one-year contracts, so they're setting themselves up for the following year with all these other big-time free agents. It means the Lakers can snag if they don't make that trade for Kawhi Leonard this year. They'll get him and maybe somebody else. Okay, but, but that's, but you, that's but you look the at, next I'm looking year. at the starting lineup. You got Rondo, KCP, LeBron James, Brandon Ingram, and JaVale McGee, and then coming off the bench, Mo Wagner, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. You got Lance Stevenson. I mean, that's a team that can compete. Definitely going to be a team to compete. But also, it comes out chemistry-wise. It takes time to develop chemistry. Right. And you're, you have LeBron James, who's the best player in the world, and he's with a new team, and he's been surrounded by shooters his entire career. And now you bring in a ball handler in Rondo. So many people who are the ball-dominant people. You're going to have three guys that need the ball in their hands in order to operate. And that's Lonzo Ball, Rondo, and LeBron James. There's one basketball they need to learn to pass because Lonzo's an amazing passer. Rondo's an amazing passer. LeBron, an amazing passer. But who besides that is the shooters on the team? Brandon Ingram? You just got KCP, Kyle Kuzma. I'm not sure exactly what their plan is, what Magic's got going on, if this trade's still going to okay. go down. Because who are they going to give up to get Kawhi Leonard? That's the Brandon problem. Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lou Aldang, they have to get rid of that contract and that, in order to make that work. And that is the, and still be able to get a big-time free agent the following year. That is the remember, issue right there. Rondo, JaVale McGee probably won't be on the team next year. Yeah. They're all on one-year deals. We're talking about Lance next Stevenson's year. on a one-year deal. We're talking about next year. This is what the Warriors have just done. The gap has widened substantially substantially because you have to talk about who the Lakers could get next year. I think the Warriors are, are pretty solid regardless. I don't think the Cousins makes them just a little bit better, but they're already the, the best team. They've already won three championships the last four years. The fact they added Kevin Durant, that's the X factor right there. That's your that's your separation. <laughs> Adding Cousins, yeah, maybe just a little bit more, but I, I, this I disagree. Is, that this, the, is, this is an all-star center. I know. You're, Some you're, consider you're, you're, him the best center in the NBA. all the all-star talk, but... Uh, he's eight wins above replacement from the next guy. Eight wins. That means Jordan Bell is at a well, 1.5. First of all, how's he going to come back from his Achilles injury? And when he does, is he able going to be able to accept the playing less minutes? Yes, because he's coming off an Achilles he, he's injury. He's used to being the man. Wait, he, that doesn't matter <laughs> with the Warriors. That doesn't matter. Exactly. They are team chemistry. Everyone's the man. The thing is, what I'm trying to say is, Cousins doesn't even matter. He, he could sit out for the entire year. The Warriors could still win the championship. They win without him. They've won without him. That's what I'm saying. Like You're making it seem like adding Cousins, like there's this huge disparity 
but I think it definitely a little bit adds more to it, but I don't think it's this huge disparity. Yes, he's a great player. It does change the game up a little bit. Okay, I'm going to do this in, in addition. Okay, the Warriors were the best team last year. Let's go. We're going to start with teams that were really good, all right? We're going to add in the people that were really good that they've gotten in this offseason. Here we go. Ray, Rockets, lose Trevor Ariza. Let's assume they bring back Clint Capella. They still lost. They still degressed. You know, they're they're much younger. They got R.J. Hunter. R.J. Hunter is going to make a difference. Edwards. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to the young, the youth. They still have their core guys. They got Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, James Harden, their MVP. Right. Clint Capella, if they get him resigned. And the reason why they were so good was because you had to guard so many of them, including Trevor Ariza, who was a three and D specialist. You just got significantly worse on defense, which they were really bad at last year. So you lose that. He goes to the Suns. Suns get better. Rockets took a step backwards. Thunder take a step even, forward. There's another team that I'm even talking about. I think the Pelicans got better with Julius Randle. And I he's going to play really well with Anthony okay. Davis. We'll, we'll add the, so Pelicans the Pelicans in here. And, and they're in the process of trying to sign Tyreek Evans. Yeah, of and course. that's going to make them even better. So, I mean, so the, the West is more stacked. It's... it's Definitely going to be highly more competitive. Yes, the Warriors have gotten better. They've definitely risen up even more so. So, yes, there is that separation. I don't think it's a huge separation because you got four other teams that also have gotten better. This could, just makes the Western Conference so packed. Regardless of who they're playing, it's packed. I agree. But it's packed with a team that has five of the best players in the league is my exact point. I don't think Cousins is the best player in the league. Name me, kidding? name me the top five centers. Is Boogie Cousins in that? Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a power forward. He's still he plays center. Okay, he's your Anthony Davis center. two Cousins. Uh, you know you got Joel Embiid. Okay, that's two. I can't even think of any centers because Cousins is a power forward. Cousins is a center slash power forward. Okay, th- that's the same argument for Anthony Davis. All right, I'll give you both the power forward and center position. The days of like the centers of the David Robinsons, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, those days are are long gone now. Right, and they might be brought back with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, That's besides the point. That's another center who I think is much better than DeMarcus Cousins. Not offensively, but defensively, rebounding. Gosh, (laughs) don't say that. You can can say that in five years. You cannot say that at the current moment. Oh, absolutely I can. You think DeAndre Ayton, do you really think? Jordan, De- said, oh, DeAndre Jordan. I said Jordan, not, not I think Aiden. Boogie Cousins has more versatility than DeAndre Jordan. Offensively, not defensively. DeAndre Jordan is just a defensive stalwart. Big, He's Boogie a rib Cousins protector. is a good defensive. He's good. He's not he great. Could, oh, my God. The pick and roll defense? You want Boogie Cousins on your team. We'll see how it all works out because, like you said, at the very beginning of the show, you said it's a high risk. He get, what did you mean by high risk? Is it's it a high injury? risk in is terms it, of his big... character. Okay, his character. Exactly. But in terms of everything else, it's a high risk in terms of character. If you do the math, high risk minus his unbelievable talent, you'd still take that. With what the Warriors have done where they've taken guys like JaVale McGee. I agree that the Warriors are, are a bit better. I just don't think it's that huge disparity. It's a huge disparity. It's because there's, like you said, there's only one basketball. Right, and you have five guys that can dominate you on offense. Five guys that can move the ball around, hopefully. You pick one guy <laughs> on that team and they could go off for 30-plus points. I mean, I can't. Oh. The Warriors got substantially better when they got Boogie Cousins. It's a high risk in terms of character. 
I'll give you that. But in terms of overall talent, the Warriors just went from eight wins above replacement. Well, first of all, he's got to get on the court. When he so gets not, on he, the court. Okay. That's exactly when he gets on the court, which probably won't be till January, maybe February. What is the rule heals. that we have on this show? What how, is the rule? How will he? What is the rule that we have on this show? We don't talk about basketball until after Christmas. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, I, I know because this is on it. that's what that's I'm saying. That. Like when the season starts, we can't talk exactly. about the basketball. So you can't say about this big disparity. It is a big disparity. It, and at the end of the season, I'm going to pick this back richer. up. I agree with that. The rich get richer, but I, I just don't think it's a huge. Huge disparity. It's a huge disparity. It's not. Why? The other teams have gotten better. It's going to be more highly competitive in the West. Hey, other they're not team going to win seventy games. I guarantee you that. They're I never said se- that they're going to win seventy games. Well, that's what you're making. But they're going to win. Like. I'm all about winning the championship. I think you exaggerated it, but I totally agree. They're definitely the team to beat. Obviously, the Warriors are the team to beat in the championship. If the Lakers signed DeMarcus Cousins, would you think that they got substantially better? No. No? I wouldn't want DeMarcus Cousins on the Lakers. Why? I just don't think that'd be a fit. If they were going to go that route, then they should have kept Julius Randle. They have a similar offensive player in Brooke Lopez. Exactly. Why do they need DeMarcus Cousins? But not Cousins? as good. That's the poor man's DeMarcus Cousins. Eh, I don't know. He, he's more of a true center. DeMarcus Cousins is more of a forward slash center. He could play a couple different positions. Who's going to play center behind him? Not many. He's a huge body. He's seven foot one. DeMarcus is not seven foot one. Look up. He is not seven foot Look one. Look up how tall he is if he's yeah, over seven feet. You can't what they say on the NBA thing. He's 6'10". Kevin Durant is 6'10". Kevin Durant's 7 foot. Okay. 6'11". Okay. Have you ever seen DeMarcus Cousins compared to Kevin Durant? We're going to find out right now. Okay. I'm telling you. This uh, is... I'll this tell you is... what. You're, you're going to be doing... Oh, my God. Okay, gosh. so it says he's 6'11". So he's 6'11". It says Kevin Durant's 6'9", but I don't believe that. Yeah, That's what I'm you, saying. You, but you can't go by what they say on here. They always, like, you know, fabricate the numbers a bit. I agree with that, too. But I'm, I'm just saying he's a big body, and I don't... There's not many that are taller than him and as agile as him. They have two of the most agile. We're going to round up and say they're both seven feet, okay? We're going to say they're both seven. I'm highly excited that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be on the Golden State Warriors, but, you know, you're in Laker land here, and we're just excited that we got LeBron James. We're going to see how this team's going to play out. If the Lakers— Warriors talk, we know they're much better. If the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, they get substantially better. Absolutely. Right. It could still happen. Who's— Think about why would they sign Rajon Rondo when they already have Lonzo Ball? Okay, here's the thing. Why did they pick up— Lance Stevenson. And if you're going to get Kawhi Leonard, if you're going to get Kawhi Leonard, that means Brandon Ingram. He's out. Kuzma's out too. Kuzma's out. They're not going to want Lonzo Ball. I'm sorry. No, no. Lonzo's staying. So who is left from there to play? So Rondo's going to be a nice mentor to Lonzo Ball. I think. Okay, okay, okay. Who's left from there? If you take out Brandon Ingram and take out Kuzma, who is left? It's LeBron James. It's Lance Stevenson. It's JaVale McGee. It's Mo Wagner. It's Catavius well, Caldwell Pop. It'll be a JaVale McGee. It'll be a quiet letter. LeBron James is a forward. It's KCP. Rondo is the guard. Unless they start Lonzo Ball as a point guard and have Rondo coming off the bench with Lance Stevenson. Josh Hart, Mo Wagner. Okay. Who are the pieces that they have is what I'm asking. What Right now, if they had a starting lineup today, is it going to be Rondo or is it going to be Lonzo Ball? Then they have KCP at guard, LeBron James, Brandon Ingham at the forwards, JaVale McGee at center. And then coming off the bench, you got, you're got stacked. you got Lonzo Ball, Lance Stevenson, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Mo Wagner. The Lakers You're... have improved. It's not just about the Warriors. I, I, I agree that the, that they improved. I just understand your argument. 
You don't understand my argument about the Lakers right now. But my argument, still, no, no, no. It's still a, it, what, it's, what I'm it's saying about the Lakers is is the reason why the Lakers were like a team that were on the rise, right? Was because of Brandon Ingram. You got all these young players, right? You uh, said that, yeah. And if you're gonna trade away your young great assets to get Kawhi Leonard who's also 25 26 years old yeah but you're giving away two of your great assets true I don't know I think the NBA ever since DeMarcus Cousins went to the Warriors I oh they they have gotten better I'm, I'm not like arguing with you about that I know they've gotten better I just the way you make it sound like as if they just signed Kevin Durant I would think now when they got Kevin Durant yes they got substantially better now they got DeMarcus Cousins the rich get richer well, that's that's how I play it I mean it's it's going from a billion dollars to two billion dollars still a billion the Warriors are the that's team the way team. I look at it but as far as the Lakers, uh, I think it's it's a process that's still going. Yes, they're going to give up some. That's what you have to do. You got to give up some of your young talent. However, you keep some of these pieces. You know, you can't give up Hart, Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram. That's why the Lakers haven't made that deal. That's why that that trade hasn't gone down yet. And you know what? They don't have to make that trade. They could just sit, wait till next year. Kawhi Leonard sits out if he doesn't get traded, or unless the Spurs got to look at it as a, as a business standpoint. Who's going to give me the best value for Kawhi Leonard? Obviously, he's out the door because if they don't do anything, Kawhi is going to sit out all next year, and then he'll just come to L.A. as a free agent. Then they get nothing. Okay. So you got to look at, at the Spurs standpoint as far as From, the business, but right. as far as the Lakers. This is a process that's still going on. And th- the other thing you have to consider is is this is a business thing and the war or the sorry the Lakers are going to have to give up a lot of pieces because they're in the same conference as them. They're going to have to see Kawhi Leonard X amount of times during the year. But four of these players are all on one-year deals. Stevenson, McGee, Rondo, KCP. Rondo's not going to be the future. I know. He's just a plug-in for, for this year until next year. Right. Because it, this is a two-year process for Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson. They got the big guy, LeBron James. Now, within the next couple of years, they got to assemble this team together right. And it's the perfect timing because next year, your Warriors team, Clay Thompson, could move on down to L.A. He may want to come play for the Lakers. I mean, we'll see about that. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot. Well, look, look how much change there is this year. Who would have thought that Cousins would go to the Warriors? Why? Cousins was a different story. Anything can happen. I, my point is, is with the Lakers, do you want to give up Brandon Ingram? Of course not. But if you're going to get a player but, like Kawhi Leonard, because that's, that's the price. This is this is what the Warriors dealt with a few years ago. Do you want to trade Stephen Curry for Chris Paul? Do you want to trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love? Do you want to trade? Yeah, my point. These guys were proven where Brandon Ingram is on the rise, but he's not a proven bona fide All Star. Chris Paul was proven. Yes. Kevin Love is proven. Kyle and the Roy- had a great rookie season. I'm saying don't trade for Kawhi Leonard. I am on that team. Yeah. The Lakers are taking their time. They're not they going to give up all their young assets just to get Kawhi Leonard. They that, have that a, answers your question right there. My my point is the Warriors made this move because the Lakers have been making such great moves. Yes, and they're not finished. There's still a lot of time. There's still a lot of free agents out there. There's going to be a lot of moving and shaking. And you know what? This trade still could go down. But the longer I, the Lakers wait, I think the better it favors them. I, I think in, in terms of what... San Antonio is thinking. San Antonio is thinking, all right, where can we get the best offer? The Godfather deal. The Lakers are, can give them the Godfather deal. They're one of the very few teams that can. But do you want to give up Brandon Ingram, who is a unicorn in this league? He is a unicorn. I was surprised okay? that 
they uh, gave up the rights to Julius Randle when they had the Larry Bird rights. That's that's because they couldn't have gotten LeBron James without him. No, they easily got LeBron James. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no. And keep the caps where they could fit in yeah, two people you, is you what I'm saying. What the Larry Bird rights are is that they can match any offer any other team has, and it won't go against the luxury tax. Yeah, but if they offer him a and, max and contract, Julius, and Julius Randle had the Larry Bird rights, I like Julius Randle. I thought he, he would have been too. a nice fit. But yeah. the Lakers are going in a different direction, so we'll see. We'll, well, well let's let's just could let they have Magic gotten and Rob Plinka do their job? But right could now, they have gotten is, another max contract? I player. guarantee you, this team today and in, in a couple weeks will probably be a different look team if that trade goes down. But the Lakers <sighs> are in the driver's seat; they should be patient. Do you think that they should trade for Kawhi Leonard? I do, but I think you should do it for the right price. I don't think San Antonio is going to give you the right place. Exactly. I think they're they're going to... And, and, and it's not going to hurt the Lakers. They could wait another year. And I mean, that's great. You got LeBron James with all this young talent mixture with some of these veterans on one-year deals. Mind you, one-year deals. So... We agree about the Lakers. We disagree about the Warriors. That's no, pretty agree. much the summation. I, I, I agree about the Warriors. I think they're, they're much better with adding Cousins. However, they're going to win without them, regardless. Cousins probably won't be back. Let's just say January is going to take a slow process. We'll see how he recovers from his injury. I don't think they're substantially better. I think they're substantially better. But I think they're, they they have certainly have improved. The rich get richer, totally. But that's just my opinion, and that's I mean, your opinion. That's what opinions are about. You don't see very many all-star players go for $5 million in the NBA. $5 million. That's only because of that bad injury. However... If that hadn't happened, who knows? He could have stayed in New Orleans. Who knows what it would have happened? But he definitely would have got a bigger deal. But you know what? It's good for DeMarcus. He's just going to sit idle, get healthy, prove to everybody that he's not the head case like everybody thinks he is, and he's going to prove his worth. In the following year, someone's going to sign him to a long-term big contract. He's I, not going to stay with the Warriors. He's not going to stay unless no. unless they— he, He's just there for a year. Unless That's why I say they're not substantially better because he's not going to be there long term. Unless and if Clay leaves, what's... no, wait, wait, wait. Unless the Warriors trade Clay because Clay is still under contract, right? And Draymond's still under contract. They both want max contracts, and they've been floating around this rumor of trading Clay and Draymond for Anthony Davis. They might use him as both of them as trade bait. Yeah, I don't know if New Orleans should make that trade. That's that's their man down there. Anthony Davis is the New Orleans Pelicans. So think of, think about this, okay? Drew Holiday, Clay Thompson. Yeah. I mean that Draymond now Green. You're dreaming now. Now dreaming. you're dreaming. Uh just like LeBron yeah. dreamed of going to the Lakers. Yeah, Could happen. Yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, the Lakers now at least are up a playoff contender, they'll be somewhat relevant, but we'll see how it all plays out. It's it's only, what, this third day in July. By the way, happy birthday to my brother, Tony Drake. <laughs> it's his <laughs> birthday today. Happy birthday, Tony. Yeah, we'll see. It's fun. But, hey, give you a quick uh, French Open update. Nadal just destroyed Sela three straight sets. We're looking maybe for a showdown, Federer versus Nadal. Also, Roger Federer, you know, won his in three straight set matches, as well as Zverev, Del Potro. On the women's side, you have Serena, Venus Williams, Avance Easily, Madison Keys. But one of the big names that got upset was Sloane Stevens. Yes, the French Open runner-up out in the first round. Mm. Sometimes it's just the way the ball bounces, I guess. Yep, it bounces out. And she bounced out. But you know what? You better watch out for her because she's the uh, reigning U.S. Open champ. That's going to be up in August. So we'll see what happens. The U.S. Open's coming up next. but And also who's coming up next is Miss Claudia Chambal to ask a leader. And you know she's got a wonderful show, and I think one of her guests are already in studio. So they're waiting in the wings here. We're excited to be the opening act for her. <laughs> <laughs> We're the warm-up. 
Yeah, we are. We're just warming up. I'll tell you what, we got the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. We can tell you, you're a passionate Warriors fan. I'm a passionate Lakers fan, but I'm also a realist. So we'll see what happens. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Oh, Look, stop I'm ex- it. I, I once said I didn't want LeBron James on the team because I was afraid we'd lose all this young talent. But now, as I see how they're putting things together, I, I've really put my trust and faith in Magic Johnson. And for him to lure LeBron James to the Lakers with the roster that they had, wow. Kudos to you, Magic Johnson. And kudos to you, Mr. Rob Polinka. I, I don't think that they should get rid of their young talent to get Kawhi Leonard now. I, I agree. But they're sitting in the driver's seat. That's why they haven't made that deal. That's why they haven't pulled the trigger. And nor should they. I, it's a business. It all comes down to business. And you know how it is, but you want to make sure you get the right deal. But regardless, Kawhi wants to be a Laker. And if he sits out all next year, worst case scenario, then eh, that could play out that way. I mean, the Lakers still have to give him a good offer if they want him this season. But let's just say a team like the Clippers. We haven't talked about the Clippers. We've been sitting here talking about the other L.A. team. What if they get Kawhi Leonard? He doesn't want to play for the Clippers. He already said he wants to play for the L.A. Lakers. I mean, Paul George also wanted to play for the Lakers. True. But Paul George also weighed his options. Right. Should I get a max deal after he had a year with the Thunder? Why not give it a chance? Because after just doing one-year stints, that doesn't decide if you're going to win a championship or not. you got to build chemistry. I mean, the Warriors didn't win overnight. It took them a while to build that chemistry. They well, built it with that core. Was And they didn't trade their young talent. Right. But who's to say this young talent is as good as that young talent? We don't I th- know. I, I think it's it's as good Ingram as Ingram and Kuzma. Of course, I like for them. Ingram to keep and them. Kuzma are. Josh Hart is definitely a winner. We know that he won a championship with Villanova. He was the MVP that year when he led them to the championship. Look, the Pacific Conference, which is the Warriors, the Suns, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Clippers, they all got substantially better. How about, I'll close the it West, with that. The West is stacked. But the West is stacked. What about the East? Boston and Philly now, would you say? If Boston stays healthy. Yeah. But, I mean, it could be anyway. It could be Toronto. <laughs> well, we're going to close out with some soft jazz because I know we got the blood flowing, but hopefully it made your drive interesting this morning, ladies and gentlemen, on Sports Matters. And you can always tune in to us on SoundCloud. You just click in Sports Matters Radio Host, and it'll get all of our tracks. And we still have the legendary Dale Brown on there. If you want some inspiration, my goodness, I want to leave up there for a while. The story the man tells, you can learn a lot from him. I know Matt and I have, and we're so grateful and so appreciative to you, Coach Dale Brown. And hopefully you enjoy your Independence Weekend.